Episode 6 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. Today I am chatting with Diane Romero Lopez, your race director for the Monroe Cross Trail 50 Mile. Now last episode, I had Brian on to talk about the race. This time, Diane's going to talk about all the little things that really came about to put this thing together and what a great race it came out to be hope you enjoy hey how's it going hi (laughs) so diane this year was the first year for the monroe cross trail 50 miler so exciting i'm very excited about it yeah so i know it's a brand new race here in florida can you tell us a little bit about the history of this race and kind of how it came about um, well, you know, like I was listening to Brian yesterday and he frails every day. It's my backyard, my stomping ground. I train on them all the time and I've been running for eight years. And the first time I heard about these trails connecting and forming just one huge trail was about, I want to say in 2015, I was actually at Central 28 Brewery Co. I think it was their first year of the brewery opening. And I was there with um, another friend of mine. We had just, I had just finished doing my first 50 miler and talking to two other guys and they're kind of like super ultra runners and they're trying to convince us to go do Iron Horse and you know and the conversation about the trail came up because they're like oh the trail should be you know they're going to start construction the new overpass and I'm like what are you talking about he's like yeah Gemini Springs you know that little two and a half miles you do and it's going to become 10 miles and you know eventually it'll go to New Smyrna Beach and I'm I was just like really you know so it's just like kind of like okay you know, but as the years went by, and the more I, I ran it and I rode it and I would just stand there and see this construction happening. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And I attended an event from Edgewater side a few years ago for a fallen officer and it was a bike ride. And we rode from Rotary Park, but the trail, you know, it ended. And I was like, so sad because I'm like, I want to keep going. Like, when is this going to happen? I'm like, Okay, so, you know, again, a few more years passed, and um, right before COVID, I was planning my 50th birthday for last year, and I was just like, okay, you know, I want this huge gala, blah, blah, blah. Now COVID hits, and a year passes, and now I can't celebrate my birthday, and I was just super sad, and I said, you know what, um, how about I just run 50 miles for my birthday? I kind of said it jokingly. I said, there, the construction was happening, and the connection was supposed to finish in 2020, but because of COVID, it was delayed. So early 2021, I said, okay, I'm going to run 50 miles, and I drove it. I was like, okay, there's like a three-mile section that it's on the road, and if I do this in the middle of the night, no, there'll be no cars, I'll be safe. So I told my friends and everybody was on board. I had three of my close friends start with me at exactly 11.59 at night, but we started from the trailhead a mile up from Rotary Park. And 
it's Daytona State Park. I think Daytona State College is there. We started from there at 11.59, the day of the night of my birthday, and we ran 50 miles all the way. You know, we ran to Gemini Springs, and then we turned back and ended in, um, in oh, where did we end? In Stone Island, Stone Island States, where Don Stoner um, lives. So th- during the time I was running, I okay, I am doing, putting on a race here. Somebody has to put on a race here. I want to run this. This is beautiful. Like we need to do this. And, and a few months ago, I went to Don and I asked him, I said, okay, I want to put on this race and I need your help. And if you don't help me, I'm going to do it anyway. So he kind of, he, he said, let's do it. We didn't have enough time, but it happened and it was a great thing. So I know how it's always fun to have like a birthday race. Which, of course, mm-hmm. that's how the Skunk Ape Night Run, you know, that's my birthday weekend. <laughs> oh, okay. It's my anniversary weekend. <laughs> hey, nice. Yep. So, yeah, I, I was going to ask kind of like, do you have any influences or anyone that kind of helped guide the way for you with, you know, putting on your first event? Because I know it's no easy task. Well, I am part of West Volusia Runners and um, we host a half marathon. We've hosted a half marathon for 10 years, uh, Lighthouse Loop. So I've been very heavily involved with that. Um, not as much as I did for the 50 miler, but we, you know, we put together the volunteers and, you know, we, we just help with, you know, design, designing the medal and, you know, so a, a collaborative effort with the club and the board of directors and, then a few years ago, we also went on and put on the um, the Central Florida Legends Marathon. So we have the marathon, half marathon, 5K. So it's also put on with Don Stoner from Burners High Timing. And, you know, and again, I've been in, so it's nothing new to me, but I knew putting on something, you know, an ultra by myself would be a challenge. And, you know, I, I can't take full credit because Don is, you know, he was a huge help and he has the connections and he has the expertise and he knows the you know, the people, you know, parks and recs, Volusia County, they really love us. They love that we use the trails and that we try to bring tourists into our County. Um, you know, like who wants to visit Deltona or the Barry? <laughs> you know, so, you know, we have beautiful trails and, you know, that's what we try to do, put more events on the trails to bring people from out of state to come and visit. When it came to, you know, all the backlight work, you know, the permits and mm-hmm. all of that, is it what you expected or was there a lot more work that you were kind of shocked by? No, um, the only permit that we needed was for Rotary Park because that's where we were going to start the race. So we needed, um, you know, to be there early. Um, they opened up the bathrooms for us. And they they even brought up some lighting so we can have light there at the start. But um, as far as, you know, that was about the only thing. It's, we were staying on the trail the entire time. So there was really no need for any other permit other than the start. And you know, the parks and recs, they were aware of our event. So that was about it. You know, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I don't think it was that difficult, you know, other than, you know, had we been on the road or something we had to close and I'm sure that would have been another, you know, something else. <laughs> it, and it's always funny how like the community always comes together and it's, it surprises you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh no, absolutely. You know, and even from like getting sponsors, cause I didn't think about, 
sponsors. I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna worry about that. We'll just, you know, it's gonna be low key. We're not gonna need any money. But then once I start, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I'm like, how the hell are we gonna supposed to pay for all this? I'm like, you know. And again, like West Volusia Tourism, they love us. They love that we put, you know, races on the trail. And we reached out to her and. My friend Candace did, and she's like, Georgia, you know, would you like to sponsor this race? It's on the trail. You know, just provide us some volunteers. She's like, well, I don't have volunteers, but here's this, you know, and then I reached out to the next person. Hey, you want to, volu- you know, you want to sponsor an aid station? And and he, nobody hesitated. It was really cool that everybody was, you know, happy to donate and volunteer and to spend all those hours in the cold yeah for sure <laughs> no yeah, yeah it was great you know my friend helped me land the the pizza place in the barry like and they just donated like 15 boxes of pizza you know so i didn't have to even worry about that you know when her she went and picked it up in like three different phases wow. for me like yeah so we had like a, a pickup at 12 45 a pickup at 2 45 another pickup at 4 45 and then she even delivered some for the volunteers that were out there for a really long time because the ones that finished early i told them just come over have some pizza a beer on us you know so it, it was just everything just went it couldn't it couldn't have gone better like it just it was amazing you know it was pretty amazing yeah with rotary park so it's rotary park all the way the central 28 what kind of went with that like the course design because i know like all the parts came together but what you know what kind of made you choose how the 50 mile started and finished um well again like i had done it for my birthday the only difference was we started at the beginning of the of the trail with the trailhead is like about and a half past Rotary Park and there was really no parking there we were you know had talked about well if we get people to get them to shuttle drop them off you know then Don suggested you know how about we just start from Rotary Park Um, we originally talked about ending at Gemini Springs or Lake Monroe Park and and again he's like oh you know I think Central 28 would be a really cool place to to end and I was like you know what I think they you know and they love us Um, they support us we have our board meetings there or you know we do our packet pickup for our marathon there so i it was a great idea and as soon as we presented it to kathy um that she's part owner of the central 28 she you know didn't hesitate said yes let's do it you know so it was really cool that we you know so we had to kind of just redesign it a little bit instead of it being straight you know, we had to like make a little, you know, make a, make them turn into Sanford. And I wanted them to see that part of the trail because that connection also finished a few months ago and it's beautiful along the riverside. So they got to see the riverside and then go over that last um, bridge over Lake Monroe twice. And the only little tricky part was having them on 1792 for about a mile and a half. And they had to cross, put a pointer person there to make sure that, you know, the runners were safe and waiting for the light and crossing the street to the other. So there's another coast to coast section that j- literally just opened up like a few for the race that I wasn't even aware of. I knew it was happening. I just didn't know it was even open. So I had to like even drive out myself a few days before the race to see exactly what it was. So that trail 
connects all the way out and it goes to, I think it's like, it's supposed to connect eventually all the way to Dillion Springs. So it's, it, it's, it's a huge, huge project Volusia County has. And it's always great to see that, like when everything's growing, that's always great to see because mm-hmm. it definitely opens up, it opens up training, walking, <laughs> biking for like the whole community. Exactly. Exactly. No, and exactly. And I think that I'm, which I'm hoping there's a pedestrian bridge in the plans for that connection where the runners were crossing across, you know, running across the street. Cause I'm like, I'm, it's just a very, very busy intersection. And I was just super worried somebody would get hit by a car. <laughs> and that was like literally like mile 49. So, but it, everybody was patient. They waited for the light. I had two volunteers at all times there at that, at that corner. And it, you know, it went, it went well. It went well. How did race day go? You know, kind of like that when everybody came in, showed up right from oh the start of the race. I, I didn't even sleep. <laughs> to tell you that I've, I had nightmares for like three weeks. I couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking everybody's going to hate it. Volunteers are not going to show up. You know, everybody kept getting sick with COVID. <laughs> I was just like, it was, I was a mess for like three weeks. And, you know, things were coming together just a few days before the race Don texted me and said what are you most worried about I was just like the, you know right now the cold you know because now it's getting cold um, us Floridians are not used to running in you know 30 40 degree weather plus winds and that I really worried about runners getting hypothermia especially those that are you know slower they'll be walking more at, towards the end so the night before the race I you know just went out to Walmart and I purchased a whole bunch of hot hands emergency blankets we put little first aid kits together for the three bike marshals that were out helping us just in case somebody got cold um but that morning Don he got up at around two o'clock in the morning and he marked the course I didn't join him because I needed some sleep even though I didn't sleep (laughs) but (laughs) You know, he went out, marked the course with his daughter, God bless her. And um, I met him at four at Rotary Park. We set up packet pickup and, you know, everybody was trickling in. It was freezing cold. (laughs) It was so cold. But everybody just stood in their cars until it was, you know, it was time to, you know, you had to walk out maybe eh, a little less than a quarter mile, a tenth of a mile to the actual trailhead. We walked out. We had the two bikers out there. I was super nervous about giving my little speech. I figured, you know, say I'm going to fall flat on my face. I'm going to cry or something's going to happen. But I just kind of closed my eyes and I spoke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and no, everything that, went well. <laughs> yeah, that that speech when you're the first time you're actually talking to like that sizable crowd. It's honestly kind of scary and oh, super nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But it's like everybody is there just listening to you and honestly they'll probably forget it you know through the course but just that first time in facing that crowd i get horrified every time i do it <laughs> oh god i know and well don was gonna hand me he had uh, one of those bullhorns i was like uh no <laughs> i'll just speak loud i'm i'm pretty loud so I just spoke and everybody clapped and let's go, let's do this. And then Don did his little spiel and he drove out with the runners. Like he drove out a little bit just to lead them. We had the bikers and 
then on your market set go and everybody laughed and it was just it was a wonderful thing i just i kind of breathed this sigh of relief i was just like oh god <laughs> but you know as i'm walking back towards my car there's like two and they're like ah oh, we're late <laughs> and they're handing us their drop bags i'm like just go 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 you know so it, it was it was it was fun it was super fun yeah there's always that there's always like a few people who show up probably like within five minutes or you know 10 minutes after this kind oh of yeah yeah they're like oh like- we couldn't find the trail we couldn't <laughs> find the trailhead i was so and i think it was i remember it's two guys two friends one he was one from georgia the other guy was from boca so it was pretty funny you know and, and after that i just started my rounds towards the eight stations and making sure everybody was set up you know so went to eight station one got them set up we had the ultra sign up app to do the live tracking we got the you know explained how it worked and you know so it it was pretty everybody showed up and nobody had questions they're like yep we're ready to do this you know so everybody made it easier on me (laughs) i was a nervous wreck but the volunteers everybody was great everybody's like no whatever you need whatever you you know so they were really really nice so so that helped live tracking that's i mean for a first time event that's big that's a big plus to have for the event yeah um we had maybe one little glitch in the beginning and you know but other than that, it, the app worked really, really great. It worked perfectly great. We yeah, had food's a tricky of, thing too. Food's yeah, very, very, very tricky. You know, and the, you know, the key was having the certain foods for the first few eight stations, and then I changed it up for the last two eight stations. You know, so like, you know, I knew people were gonna get tired of peanut butter and jellies and fruit. Two, I added avocado, I added hummus wraps. You know, we had the soup, we had hot chocolate, you know, so it was just a little bit of a change there. So everybody was just like, oh, my God, Diane, you know, like, she's like everything that you put on each aid station, it almost it was like strategically because I had a, you know, I had an Excel sheet. I was like, OK, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to do it. And you that's know, what's so good as a runner, too. Like, yeah, as a no, runner, exactly. you know what you want. I'm like, hey, I know what the people want. Exactly. In the protein, too. That was another thing. It's like, okay, I need to make sure there's protein for later because people are going to get tired of the carbs. And, uh, you know, so just get in eight station four and five and make sure there was, like, extra protein in those. You know, so it was just, it was very strategic. And, you know, so I wanted to make sure it was just just basic and just throw it out there for them. But it was just very, it took, you know, I had to look at it and even ask, like I asked a few of my friends, you know, what would you want at what aid station? What would you eat? You know, you know, and that's, I kind of like asked everybody, you know, that I knew and they're like, okay. I was like, okay, this is what, what's, you know, Luis Gomez, it's funny because all he brought with him was his Uma gels. <laughs> and Don, Don happened and he, so he gives me five little drop bags <laughs> with Uma gels in it. And Don happens to have Uma gels for all the eight stations. So at the end of the race, I'm like, did you use the table? And he's like, oh no. And then he complains, ah, oh, they're so expensive. I'm like, yes. And why didn't you use the ones that we provided on the race? And you would have saved all your five bags. Oh man. <laughs> you know, so I was like, that's what we're giving. Cause I told him we have Uma gels and he's like, really? And I'm like, but he said he just kept going straight to, to this drop bag and grab his little Ziploc bag and keep going. I'm like, oh my God, guy, you're so silly. 
Yeah, but he's moving in Gervin. You know, he's oh Jesus Christ on his Western states and how he's training for that. Exactly, exactly. No, he was pretty. He was pretty amazing for the size of the crowd for everybody that showed up. Like, do you feel that was a very manageable for your first time? Or yes, it was definitely manageable. Um, had it been a hundred people, I yeah, I don't know how I would have handled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, maybe I would have handled it fine, you know, but I, I wanted to be there for everybody. And, and that's just my personality where I'm just, I like to be there for everybody. So I wanted to make sure I visited every aid station. I wanted to make sure everybody was set up if, you know, and I headed to the finish line. As soon as I saw Brian Charbonneau, cause I, I started seeing him and Mark from aid station three. And then I went to aid station four and I saw them. So then I moved on aid station five. I went to the turnaround. Once um, Brian hit the turnaround, I drove to the finish line and I made sure I was there. So I was there for every single runner. I wanted to be there. I, you know, I ended up recording everybody. I hugged everybody. I gave everybody their medal. You know, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. Plus I had tons of friends running the race and uh, several of them their first 50 miler which was it was impressive for me because i'm like these people you know they've never even done some of them never done even a 50k and they were like i want to do your 50 miler i was like okay (laughs) you know so it was was, isn't that amazing? amazing it was an amazing thing it was such an amazing thing and to see them finish everybody finished so strong it was just it was it was such a great day it was such a great day it's such an amazing feeling when someone chooses your race for their either the first i mean for my mm-hmm. trail race or their first 50 mile i'm like like what you chose my race holy cow no exactly and i even had you know just seeing people coming from out of town i'm like how did you hear about this race <laughs> you know you- we had a guy from vegas come down come to our race you know it's just it, it was just, you know, it was really nice. And just to hear the good things that they had to say about it, you know, and their crew members, because every crew that would come to the finish line, they would come up to me. They were like, this is, it's great. You you gave detailed instructions because I did a Google Doc and I like kind of pinned every single access point for, for the crews. All the eight stations were pinned. So if they open up their phone, they click on it and, you know, the take them right to google maps or you know whatever they had so it was really you know so i try to make it as easier for everybody as possible especially with it being a point to point you know so but it, it really really worked out yeah that's a big thing with point places did you have anyone get lost uh <laughs> i had one guy one guy that got off the trail at Gemini. I don't know how, you know, he was probably delirious at this point, but he got off the trail and the volunteer calls me and says, and she's the one that was pointing at mile 49. So she should see them coming from 1792, not from the trail side. And she calls me. She said, huh, I just had a runner pass me, pass me and going in direction towards a station five. Is that correct? And I said, no. <laughs> So when she told me who it was, I called him and I said, hey, you know, you're on the and and he was just at at that point. He's like, just DNF me. I was like, look, just keep going. I felt horrible. I said, just keep going. Just know you're going to either be half a mile short or half a mile over on your distance because it's still, you know, 
either way, you're still along the same side. You know, it's like the 1792 and the trail kind of run sort of parallel. So I said, just go. But he ended up dropping anyways. Once he got to 42, he ended up dropping. So, you know, I just I, I just felt really bad making him turn back at that point. You know, and I knew he was in a whole other, his mind was somewhere else. And I said, just keep going, you know. So I was like, it's not like we're racing for money anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of comes down to like, I yeah. mean, for Skunk Ape, I'm just doing it for fun. Like the community, come on out, have fun. It's not a yep, qual- Exactly. Yeah, there's no goal for it to be a qualifying race or anything. It's really just my way to give back. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. You know, we had a 14-hour cutoff, which is it's pretty generous but it wasn't like we were going to leave if you're not going to make the 14 hour cutoff and i knew there was a handful that i was worried about i said you know i'll i'll wait here maybe 15 hours after that somebody got to pick them up but you know we waited and the last runner i think it was like 14 42 around there and you know the at that point the the bike marshal i was in communication with her and she stood with him for those last two hours the whole time which was she was a godsend as well you know so it was so cold out there and she was walk she was walking with her bike and walking with him because he you know he was just determined to finish wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. you know one thing i really enjoyed was all the photos on on the monroe cross trail 50 mile ultra the facebook group you know all the yes i love that finishes and updates yes so i had um our friends from almost there their photography company they do a lot of our local races um james and lily they were out on my around mile 10 and because i had asked them if they can take pictures and said the probably the best time to go see you know runners without having to wait a long time is get them early and they wanted to get the sunrise so they were out at mile 10 and they took tons of beautiful pictures for us and then the rest of the pictures you know i was taking pictures you know every time every time i could you know while i was at the aid stations and every single finish line picture and video i took myself and maybe a few from friends when my phone died (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was really you know I, i was trying to update them as we as they finished but it got to the point like they were finishing too close to each other and i just had to stop i was like okay i have to stop i'll I'll post these later because i was just you know i was losing my focus (laughs) yeah but you know it's always nice to see everyone loves a photo update and honestly just a Mm -hmm. photo and which yep yep is that something that you you like for a race to have so you made sure you made sure that you had it at your race Yes, absolutely. It's like I knew that people love their photos. There was too many, I, you know, at least 10 of the runners were their first 50 miler. I said, I need, you know, I wanted to make it special for them and also special for me, you know, because it's, you know, I, I, what I wanted for this race is that other people talk about it say they had a beautiful experience and they can come to the Facebook page and see all the photos. You know, I love a good photo. I love a good video. Um, so it was just, you know, everybody that knows me, I'm always with my phone. So <laughs> I probably need a professional camera with. Yeah, of course, that's something that I know you love having at races, which I mean, so do I, cause I love photos, but, um, <laughs> As far as like your run history, kind of where did you start running? 
<clears throat> I started running about it's like eight years ago. It was like eight or nine years ago in 2013. I was just at the time I was unemployed, overweight, and I found a boot camp group on Facebook. I joined them. I started, you know, just exercise, work, doing workouts with them and walking. And my goal for me was just, oh, go ahead, I'll just do a 5K. And the guy that ran the boot camp, you know, who's a retired police officer, he did a lot of um, OCR, the obstacle course races. Yeah. So kind of just like, oh, you know, got the group kind of like trained us for like a Spartan and all these other races. And my first 5K, my actually my first ever race was an obstacle course race, which was the Florida Rock race that the guys from New Smyrna Shark Bite they used to put on so that was like my first ever race and a month later I did my first 5k and it was just it just kind of built from there a year later I found my running group now West Volusia Runners I started running with them and it just the bug just hit me <laughs> I ran my first half marathon within less than a year ran my full, first fall which was in 2014 I think within a year of me running I ran my first full marathon and in 2015 I had a friend text me I was training for the New York City Marathon and she texts me and says oh I'm running a 50 miler and I said a what and she said a 50 miler and I, was, and I just said in my brain like what is that and I text her back not that she was crazy but can I do this too and she's like of course and I was like well how do I train for it so she emails me her training plan and I had an online coach at the time and he's like well you're on your own because I only train marathoners <laughs> so I kind of combined both plans and before I even ran New York, I was signed up for John John Holmes 50K. That was my first 50K. And then that December of 2015, I drove out to Milton, Florida with two friends that had no idea what crewing was about. I had no idea what a trail was about other than John Holmes with a flashlight and a headlamp that barely lit up my feet. And I ran this 50 miler. <laughs> And it was, it, it was just, it was an amazing experience. And then from there, I just kept going. Um, this past year, I completed 300 milers. I did lost 118 um, in Virginia, 100, which was my first 20, sub 24. And just this past December, we all went to Texas and I did Brazos Bend. Yeah, it was Brazos Bend. I know that's, I mean, that's home of the, the USA 100 mile championships. Kind of, How'd, how'd that race go? Ugh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, coming off of Yeti, you know, it, it was, Yeti was definitely my goal race. I wanted to, you know, I was chasing a sub 24 for a long time. And I knew that wise, it was, you know, I was going to have to do some serious take some serious time off in order to recover to get back to be ready for Brazos and I was I it took a while my body was pretty beat up my quads were just completely destroyed and after Yeti but didn't realize it was going to be so hot and so humid and still 
I don't know, just training here in Florida, it, we, we train in the heat. I've done plenty of races in the heat, but for some reason, the humidity just didn't let go. Like it was just so humid the entire time and it just sucked up everything I had. And it just, not I, after the second loop, I just wanted to quit. So it was to that point that I was like, I don't even want to be out here. And I said, okay, I'm going to go out for one more loop. I'm going to go out for one more loop. You know, once I got to 50 miles, it's like, oh my God, you know, I think I have to do this. Like I didn't come all the way to Texas to DNF. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was a struggle. I struggled the whole time. And then I developed some, because I ended up walking so much more than I wanted to. I de developed some weird pain on top of my foot. And then my hamstrings that never bother me started bothering me. So it was it, it was a, it was a struggle. I, it was a struggle. So I was definitely the back of the pack, you know. But I finished. You know, it took me probably just a little over twenty eight hours. But I was just like, oh well, I'm done. Now I need a break. <laughs> Still was a a tremendous performance. Just went under twenty four hours with one minute to spare. Um, more like 25 seconds to spare. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was 2359 at 25. Yep, there you go. Seconds to spare. Yep. That was, um, that was pretty, that was crazy. That was a crazy day. Yeah, how'd that, how'd that whole day go? Uh, Yeti was amazing. Um, well... We got th we got to the race start actually late. <laughs> so as we're running out the car, all the runners are coming down. So we're having to run, start our watches, run back up to the start. And somebody was standing there. They're like, oh, you can start. Like, you can go. Like, this is it. Like, don't run past this tree here. So we kind of turned around and race started. Pretty cold. So with Yeti, it's like a down downhill. Um, so it's 33 miles out and then you come back up and then out again to finish. So for about first, I want to say 14 miles, you're going pretty, maybe like a two downgrade. And so I was trying to go fast and keep to my original plan, but obviously it's cold and you're going downhill. So your body just does what it wants to do. And, you know, I kept trying to pull, you know, I kept pulling back and, but I was strong the entire time. I made it to mile 33 and go back up. Um, I knew going back up, it will be, it was going to be slower. And I already had accounted that in my plan. So I stuck to what I was supposed to do. I made it up to the top of that. And once I turned around to go back down for the finish, my legs were done. <laughs> like I just felt this sharp pain in my quad. Like, what is this? And it every step I took, it was just got harder and harder, you know. But I tried, you know. I thought, okay, I'm gonna slow down. I'll walk. I'll try doing intervals. My pacer at the time, she's like, Diane, don't worry about it. You have time. You have enough time. You know, I was still probably like in the 22 hour, but I was just getting slower and slower. And my, and, you know, 10 miles, <laughs> 70 to 80, I think miles 70 to 80 
was just it i was probably walking between 18 and 20 minute miles and i was i already had given up i said i'm done this sub 24 is not going to happen for me and once i passed my city the city of damascus so now you're get a little bit of elevation so now i'm able to jog so i was like okay i'm gonna jog a little bit walk a little bit jog a little bit now i'm hearing jennifer jordan and monica shower and they completely crushed their races you know during a sub 20 hour and my girlfriend just finished a few monica finished like 30 seconds or 30 minutes after her so i'm like super excited and happy for and my, you know my pace was like well diane if you're that excited for them you got to be excited for yourself come on let's go and i was like i'm you know i this is not happening she's like you, you still have you know she kept pushing me you still have time you still have time and you know monica calls me i'm like 15, 14 15 miles out 14 miles out and she's like diane um let's go we're waiting for you and i was like i have like three and a half hours left this is not gonna happen i have to run at this point like a between a 13 and a 14 minute mile after walking you know 20 minute miles to get us up 24 and she's you can do it stop whining you can do it so I'm here in my brain cursing at her and I hung up the phone and I basically started running I said okay let's start running and you know we have a nice going so I'm in that range 13 to 14 minute miles 13 to 14 minute miles and we're you know I kept asking how how much time do I need how much time do I need like you know the clock is running the clock is running mile 96 I fall. I don't know what I tripped with. Literally fall right on my knees in like a prayer position. I slam my knees against the rocks and gravel, whatever was there. And I was done. I was, you know, like, and my knees are bleeding and my pacer gets me up and she's like, Diane, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to finish. And I was like, that's not the point. I'm like, you know, three and a half miles away. And now I, now I just fall. And like, what's going on? And I have, I don't know, 40 minutes to finish, to finish under 24 hours. So she's like, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to finish. And in my brain, I'm like pissed off. Now I'm mad. She goes to the car with my other pacer to get something. And I just took off. So I start running and I'm in my brain. I'm saying, I am going to freaking finish this. I'm done. I get this. So I'm running, 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 running. And it took her a mile to catch up to me. And she's like, where did that come from? I said, I don't know, but I'm not stopping. And she's like, okay, so we're doing this. I'm like, yes, we're doing this. So now we're running. And, but my watch had done some wonky stuff earlier that day. So I had no idea what mileage I was and what time, you know, what I needed. So what I thought was a half a mile away, I was a little further. Here comes my other pacer. And I asked him how much more he's like, you had, you have about a mile. I was like, I can't, I don't, I'm like, I need to do a nine minute mile. There's just no way I can do this. And he's like, yes, you can. He took me at about a nine minute mile <laughs> that last mile. And because you know i didn't know that we was that close and when i cross and i you know i can hear everybody yelling the race director's there yelling 
everybody's yelling, hurry up, run, Diane, run. And I crossed and he's, you know, race director is like, you, you know, you just did sub 24. And it was just, I just ran. It was insane. <laughs> it was pretty insane. Having Jason Green out there, he is always uh, so supportive. You know what? And well, just going back to Monroe, you know, me being at the finish line, I've been at so many races where, you know, Jason Green and Brazos, I got my buckle from the from the um, race director at Loss. I got my buckle from the race director, and you know, and there's, and that just means so much, you know, that they're out there handling that, and I wanted to do the same thing. You know, so it's a, and Jason Green took a video and he had put it like on his story on Instagram and I lost it. So I wasn't able to share it. And just about a month ago, he posted it on the Yeti page of my finish. And he's like the last sub 24 finisher, Diane Romero Lopez. And that it was just like, oh my God. I was like, thank you. I messaged him. I was like, thank you so much for that because that's a memory I'm going to have for life. I saved it it's like pinned to my Facebook and I look at it almost every day I if I go through my feed it's right pinned to the top and it's just one of these moments proud I'm so proud of myself for which yeah I was going to bring that up too you were the last person to go sub 24 what was really cool so I, I get my buckle then he comes with another buckle and I didn't know I was getting two buckles. So I get a sub 24 buckle. So I was just like ecstatic. <laughs> like Whoa, my, my, finish, my finish line picture, the photographer is like trying to get me to the pic. I was just bawling. I like the, I'm like a mess. My finish line picture is a mess, but it was, it was a, it was a beautiful mess. <laughs> That's like the perfect way to uh, cross the finish line. I think so. You know, my pacer says, cause that, Oh, that was so the funny part is, so right before one of my pacers comes to tell me that I have a mile left, you know, as we're running, I see this huge light and I was just like, what is that? And we're kind of joking, me and the other, my other pacer, and we're like, is that Jesus? You know, I was like, see this beautiful big light and we didn't know what it was. And it was my friend Daniel. So he's running up to me. So now he takes me to the finish line and my girlfriend couldn't keep up with us. And she, when she crosses, she's like, did you make it? Did you make it? And I said, yes, I made it. She's like, oh, my God, Jesus saved the day. <laughs> so that was like a joke the whole weekend. It's like Jesus saved the day because it was, you know, God was there for sure. I'm like, he dragged me along. The, you know, and she was like, I don't know if it would have been worse had you missed it by like a second. You know, because it would have been it would have been devastating. They were ready for me not to get sub 24 <laughs> or miss it by, you know, like a second or two seconds, because I probably would have been super devastated and ruined the rest of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes, too, during a lot of ultra races, it's easy. That's like a good time for, you know, for that prayer, too. Oh, Yes. Well, I, I do a lot of prayer. I probably should go to church a little more, but I do a lot of prayer when I'm running. It's, you know, it's just God, you know, give me the strength to do this. I don't want to fall and injure myself. You know, this, I don't want to get lost. I, you know, it's just, I do a lot of praying. I do a lot of praying all the time. You know, I don't listen to music generally. So I'm just talking to myself constantly i i talk to myself and i count all the runners that pass me and everybody thinks i'm crazy because i do that and i yeah it's a thing <laughs> so i count everybody so i know where i'm at <laughs> yeah when i was in high school i had my own little uh 
running prayer that I'd say right before every single race. Of course, that's back when I could actually win a race. Now, nowadays, I'm more let's let's just get me to the finish line. Yeah, I wish I <laughs> I ran. I did cross um cross country cross country and track in high school, but I wasn't really serious about it. And now I wish I would have you know kept running all this time because I love it now so and my son is in track now so at least he's taking after me <laughs> well I don't know because sometimes it's nice that like you just need to give your body one I guess give your body a break but two you'll find like a new love <coughs> for running you know for me like right now I think I'm in that spot where I, I mean I've taken like a year off of actual dedicated training mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to re-get back into it so I think eventually if you if you stay too dedicated eventually the wheels kind of fall off and probably kind of yeah yeah it's hard. It, it, it is hard on your body it is hard i you know every day i was like God, sometimes i'll be like why did i do this but you know i i love it and i'm already signed up for more races and more hundreds and i'm ready to see what else i can do like i i you know i want to go further you know longer distances more than 100 miles you know whoa we're talking about going for Dude. the 200 oh yeah oh yeah it's coming <laughs> <laughs> it's coming I, I still needed another year or so um i have keys 100 i just i have a lot of different goals you know so it's so much i'm 50 and i'm like oh my god i gotta try to do all this stuff in the next 10 years because i don't know what's gonna happen after 60 <laughs> so i have all these different goals so i'm trying to do like specific races that are you know for those specific goals so it's just i guess i gotta take it one day at a time but doing 300s in one year for me uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. So maybe two. I'm doing Keys 100 next, God willing, and then I'm looking for a fall race. Yeah, because I was going to ask, you know, what's the next race? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm I'm going after the 50 states. So whether it's an ultra or a marathon, I still do those. I also love pacing marathons. So I have a pacing gig in Ohio. I'm going to be pacing Glass City Marathon in April. And um, signed up for Keys 100 in May. I'm looking at uh, Kansas Rails to Trail, October 29th. Since Havelina sold out, we're thinking about Havelina. Um, thought about Penhody, and I think Brian probably changed my mind. I know it's hard, and it's just you know it's a race that I want to do, but training for that here in Florida is just you know near impossible and i've done those hard trail races and you know i did no business two years ago and i you know i dnf and it's just hard because i'm not fast trail runner i'm not a fast trail runner and and i want to be you know but i need to train more for it you know and it's just so hard to do that here in florida yeah with i mean doing every states there's also a uh, over in the u.s virgin islands there's the uh, st john eight tough miles it's a, i mean it's a road race and uh-huh. miles but hey that that that's a cool bucket list race that oh um, and I'm, I'm gonna have fun. i'm gonna have to look into that one <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to look into that one but yeah you know it's just there's just just a lot of races i want to every, every, every cool race out there i want to do i wish i can do them all i'm like i need to hit the lotto but you know like bad water that's another you know i would love to do bad water i put my name in for western states which i only had one ticket I was hoping not to get picked anyway because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready for that. But yeah, it was just these hard... I'm like, I, I love the challenge. I love to push myself, so... And that's hopefully. the biggest thing, too, is just pushing yourself to the next thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, and pushing myself and making sure I stay, you know, keeping, you know, like I joined the CrossFit gym this year. I even hired a nutritionist because I, I needed change. And I knew that, you know, I was slacking in the cross training field and my nutrition wasn't the greatest and that it just made a huge huge difference just changing those few months you know and getting ready for yeti it just i felt that you know, i lost like 30 pounds and i felt so much stronger so you know i just gotta keep i gotta i gotta i gotta keep doing what i'm doing <laughs> and not fall through the crack i think too with crossfit i mean to each their own where they want to train but at least for me as well you get a lot of that full body functional fitness versus mm -hmm. very isolated work so it transfers pretty well into like ultra running and running in general exactly no exactly and i was always afraid of doing crossfit and i and i i'm not in the gym to heavy lifting again i exactly i want to get strong and use all the muscles in my body i don't feel as guilty if i don't run for two or three days because i am in the i'm in the gym and you know i feel strong i feel fine I, i'm perfectly fine you know i took actually i took nine days off right before monroe the 50 miler and you know, it was in my brain, like I have a marathon coming up in a few weeks. I haven't run in nine days. And but I went out and ran 17 miles Saturday and I felt perfectly fine. You know, so I, I needed that rest. Yeah, that rest is the rest is always key mentally and then yep. for your body as well. Yep. Nope. Rest is the key to success. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, Diane, I go Monroe next year. What's what's Ooh. the good, the bad, the ugly? And what are we looking forward to? So I'm meeting with Don, hopefully this week or next week. Um, I want to get registration open up really soon. We are talking about adding another distance to it. So <laughs> I think it will attract more people. So I had a lot of people asking for like a 50K. So I think we're, we're going to work on that. And don't be surprised if I do a 100 miler in 2024. <laughs> it's a good goal to work toward. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 a big goal. He looks at me like I'm crazy, but I want. I think it could happen. I think it could happen. People will will love it, and it'll be a full loop. So it's it, it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of work. Oh yeah, it's kind of sort of mapped out, but I can't I can't spill the beans yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, you know. So hopefully, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out again I, I need like two years for that one it's, it's it'll be a lot of planning but yeah i know we'll all be looking forward for next year so yes 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 um still debating on the dates if i want to keep it around the same time but it'll you know definitely be in january you know i'm still i i want it to be a fast race so i want the cooler weather i don't want you know 90 degrees so hopefully you can come out and run it too I was thinking about that for next year. If, yes, if, please. If there's a 50K, I'm, I'm probably in there like swimwear. <laughs> well, just look out. Registration should be opening soon. We'll get it open very, very shortly. All right, Diane, thank you. Thank you, Joseph, for having me. And there we have it. Episode six of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. You know, I really don't have a, a totally set schedule to win. I'll be dropping episodes. Um, and you guys, as you know, you know, I'm just I'm doing this for fun and to 
really just spotlight the community. So next up, I'll be having some episodes from the Forgotten Florida 100. And of course, this weekend is the Skunk Apes Revenge 60K that I am putting on. So it's going to be a very, very busy weekend. See y'all around.